Welcome to House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. Come on into the living room, take off your shoes, and take a seat on the couch, because here today we are chatting with the man who is the new Pan-African World Diaspora Wrestling Champion. He defeated Trisha Dora this past weekend at Fight Club Thriller, ending her 1,000-plus day reign. It is Suge D. Suge, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me here today. Hey man, it's it's good to see you as always. Heavy lies the crown. Um, I think somebody was joking around. I think this is the only title that truly deserves the Ali version of the the champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. So here we are. Man, it is good to see you uh, getting such great attention right now, Suge. Um, and this is a big deal for those that don't really know why this title holds such significance and such weight. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, why this is such a big deal that you now uh, hold this championship? I'm, I'm so, so, so happy that you brought this up because um, I know there's definitely the pundits on the internet that are like, you know, a, a black wrestling title. Why, why, why do we have a need for that? This, that, and the third, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's not a segregation thing. It's not a separation thing. It's a celebration thing culturally of melanin, of uh, blackness, just of all those different shades in wrestling. Um, I think it's important because if you take a look at like in Lucha Libre, there are championships that have never been held by traditionally by like an outsider. So it's all Latinos that have hold that championship. Or you can look at Japanese wrestling and there are titles that have only been Japanese talent. And we still respect, we love, we mind, we emulate uh, those styles and those cultures of wrestling and we celebrate them. All this is at the end of the day is a celebration of what I'd like to think is the best in black wrestling. And for that time frame, Trisha Dora was that for three and a half, like, I, I want to say like three and a half years. That's what it equates to. And um, her schedule was getting so crazy. She was having like a Roman Reigns schedule there for a minute towards the end. And then, of course, we have the match, and then it falls on my shoulders. So the biggest thing to me is, aside from this being like a PWI-recognized world championship, so this is a world championship. This is not a vanity project. You can look this up. The other thing that I care about is, with this, I have a responsibility not only of taking on the challenges of anybody with even a hint of melanin who wants to challenge for this, but it's up to me to go out and seek those challenges from some of the very best in black wrestling. And that's not just in America. There's great black wrestlers in China. There's great black wrestlers that are in the UK and all over the world. And um, I want to create that opportunity to really get out here and travel with this title to show everybody what that's all about. It's a celebration at the end of the day. That's what I care about. And, you know, obviously the pro wrestling industry has had its issues with racism in the past. And I think it's really great to see you and the community coming together, rally around this championship, because it has been so important over the past. I mean, if I'd say 10 years, right, is when it feels like things have really started to change. But, you know, it's so important, I feel like, to be elevating all of these voices and bringing more people to the party. Do you feel like the attitude towards race in, in pro wrestling is, has become to change or for the better here or do you think that there's still um, issues to go i certainly hope so and i mean it's been it's been a thing that you know like even not to get political or to start getting into anything because that's not what i'm here for sure um it's something that we're just gonna have to deal with in regular life and i think about that phrase that people say especially when 
how it's used. It's very much like I don't see color. I don't see race, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I get what you're trying to say. But you should see race. You should see color. I think you should see all those things. And the reason why I say that is because um, when I look at a box of crayons, I want to see every color there because all these colors come together to create a, a beautiful thing at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. So I want you to see brown. I want you to see yellow. I want you to see white. I want you to see everything that's in between because there's something to celebrate in all of these things, especially when they come together. Um I want that for this business. I want that to be a case where it's like, um, I think I think of Eddie Guerrero, right? Eddie Guerrero with his Latino heat, with him being so authentic and so true to his culture, right? It was such a big thing for Latinos to be able to look at him and be like, man, you know, if Eddie could do it, I could do it. Or it's like, when I see Eddie, I see my uncle. You know, I see, I see that guy, I see uh, my dad at the party. You know, the way that he talks and the way he does this, it hits a little different for them on a cultural level. But at the same time, we can still respect and love and have love for Eddie, me as a black guy, um, other white people that are out there, et cetera, et cetera, because he's true to him. He's authentic. His culture uh, is something that can be watched and studied and enjoyed. And I think we need that. We need as much as possible. I feel like in some cases in wrestling, we've seen so many cases where we're seeing race or those cultural differences be marginalized so that they can fit in a little box. But it's like, if you really, 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 really want to show the world what the world looks like through this art that we have, you want to lean into as many of the cultural differences as possible so people can see what that looks like. And, and, do, you and, think and the, yeah. do you think the business is doing a, a good job of that? Because I agree with you. I guess my question is, do you see that variety? Do you see that cornucopia uh, in the business right now? Do you think that it's leaning more that way? Or do you still think that there's barriers between getting to where this vision of pro wrestling is that you see? I think it's getting better. Um, it's It's better than it's been in the past. I mean, there's still things that you look at as far as as far as representation of how they could have been doing it. And I mean, that's just issues in general. But when I look at somebody like, for instance, um, somebody I really admire and I'm a good friend of, um, Swerve, I love he, he's on the uptick right now, but he's doing it authentic to who Swerve is alongside with having Nana beside him. And that's another thing that I mentioned too, when I look at it, you're seeing two different shades of what blackness could be in professional wrestling. And the way Swerve carries himself and the way Nana carries himself, but they all fit. It works itself out. It's a beautiful thing. They're letting him be who he needs to be. Um, I love seeing uh, Nakamura and Asuka and uh, Carl Shida. They're bringing their aesthetics and they're not being asked to, well, you can't get a push if your English isn't perfect. Um, I even love the fact that like when Asuka would cut her promos a lot recently, she's not being forced to speak English. You may not understand what she's saying, but you feel that she's speaking in her own traditional language, authentic to herself. And I think wrestling is so much cooler when you can celebrate the differences. And even if I don't always understand it or come from that, I'm seeing that and I'm loving how that comes together. Um, even little stuff like you remember the Usos back in the day, they used to do the Haka in their I love the Haka. I was a big fan. Right. It's, it's something that's not my culture. But I love seeing it. I love seeing what's going on there. 
I think we're seeing it in all forms of entertainment right now. Everybody just wants to be able to look and see themselves. And I think the problem that was going on for a little while was they were shoehorning culture and some things sometimes. It's like, okay, well, if we don't want to get yelled at, we'll just put this shade and that shade and that shade and that shade in it. We'll call it a day. Um, we're not asking you to shoehorn anything in. We're just asking you to let real things be real things. Mm-hmm. And I, I think and we're I, starting to see more of that. Man, I, I agree. I mean, it's crazy. You know, you think about Big E, Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston, the first black WWE champions all happened within like, not the first. Well, hold on. You know, I, not the first. Not the get, first. Not the first. I got about to say, because yeah. th- that's a debate unto itself. But like, yes. you know, rock. Then Kofi, Kofi, you Kofi will get the honor of being the first Ghanaian WWE champion. Though. There was a big, there was a big lag. I'll put it that way. There was sure. Rock, and then there was a, there was Rock, and then there was a long period of time. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like it was uh, the the doors had opened again. And it, I, I, you know, on my end, I do feel like I see a little bit more on on both brands right now, and it's been nice because you're right. It was one of those things where it was like we just don't want to get yelled at, so we're gonna do a little bit of this, and it didn't always come across authentically. In fact, sometimes it came across as like pandering and offensive, um, but it has changed right now. Um, let's or a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Trisha Dora, man. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I had a chance to chat with her when she held the title that you have the, in front of you right now. Yes. Um, talk to me a little bit about your relationship with her. What you think is next for Trisha Dora, and and what do you think of the work she did holding the title that you have right now? Um, man, so. When I had to cut the post match, when I when when I gave my post match speech after everything was done, Trish built the foundation for this, and she made this important off the strength of the quality of matches that she had, the quality of person that she is, um, her relentlessness to be great. Right. Um, at any given time, if I had to give my top ten wrestlers, Trisha Dora is in my top ten, and she's not ten through six. You know, I think she's really great. I think she's always pushing herself to be better. She was in a very good position before she even decided, you know what? I'm going to sign up for the New Japan Dojo and do this and graduate. She was in a great position before she decided, okay, I'm taking bookings in Mexico. And by the way, while I'm down there, I'm also going to go to training schools down there to brush up and get myself together on my Lucha Libre. Um, I think I think she's she I use that word a lot for her. She's relentless as a performer because she wants to be the best, whether we're talking about color, gender, non-gender, whatever it is you want to call it. Um, she just wants to be the best when her name comes up. And our first match was all the way back during the pandemic for uh GCW for that for the culture event. Then it was a few years later we had the rematch at Beyond, and then of course the match that we've had recently. Um I'll always admire her, respect her. She's one of my best friends in the business. She pushed me to be a better wrestler. She made me want to be something more than what I am. And it's very rare to find an opponent or competition that makes you want to step your game up. In terms of her future right now, um, I'm so excited for whatever that may be because, I mean, she's popping up on Ring of Honor a lot. But at the same time, she's getting a lot of offers internationally. Um... My thing for her, and speaking of that as a professional and as a fan of her work, um, somebody needs to make her their ace. And I mean, like, right away, because I don't know what more you couldn't want from her. She's uh, 
She's a hell of a promo when she's asked to. Hell of a worker. Um, what's not what's not to look at? She's a beautiful woman. She's very intelligent, very well spoken. The military background. She is somebody's ace. I'm just waiting for somebody to be like, you know what? That's the one. Strap the rocket to her. Yeah, and I've been heartened by seeing her in, in ROH and getting that opportunity there. Um, and that's mm-hmm. why I was wondering if her losing this title maybe was leading to something else coming up down the line. Um, we'll see. Not sure, but I'm hoping. I hope so. I hope so, too. Um, Well, with you, Suge, um, you know, you talk about all this talent that you, you know, want to work with. Is there any particular names that you have your eyes on that you would like to defend this title against and and share the ring with? The very tippy top of the list, (laughs) like the very tippy top of the list. If we go have this conversation, Um, I need that match with Brian Keith in the worst way. The bounty Um, hunter. Yeah, the bounty hunter. Yeah. Um, Me and Brian Keith. Uh, in, in, and um, we always joke about this in the business because you know how they'll get on there and they, they talk about the whole tribalism aspect. Oh, they hate this company, hates that company, and this, that, and the third. Like, we just want to make money and be in places where we can make money and have competition where we can get it. Everybody's talking to everybody when it's all said and done. So, Brian Keith, um, he's one of those guys, I think he should have had a contract easily a year ago. He could have had a contract two years ago. So, don't know what's up with that. I'm not here. I'm not in anybody's office. I just know he's uh he's a certain level of talent on the indies where you could pluck him today, put him on TV, and we're good to go. Um, I was by the way while we're, while yeah. we're talking about while, while we're talking about him, uh, Brian Danielson gave him some love the other day, and I think that he agrees with you that that he should have had a contract a year or so ago and that's high praise from the american dragon you know i was about to say and it's like i know we're not gonna not discount his opinion on wrestling because i mean if we're talking about a master level of it that's the guy um that said when i look at the work that he's done where he's traveled how high a level of work that he's on etc etc and we're talking about giving opportunities or or in my case I will, I will, I know people are coming for me, but I also got to seek that out. I feel like I'm not valid holding this if I don't have a match with him and the ability to have it. The only reason I want there to not be a reason we can't have a match is if he gets signed and it contractually creates an issue where we cannot. But while he is a free man, able to do what he has to do, if I got to go out to Texas, if he's got to come to Georgia, if we have to find somewhere in between, if we have to go to a different planet, different dimension to make that thing happen, I need that Brian Keith match in my life. And uh, he knows it's something that we've been wanting to do for a minute. So if we can make that happen, I want that and I need that. Well, what's your what's your I mean, look, you were one of the hottest things in the business uh, two years ago. It was Pineapple Pete. <laughs> and it, nobody could get enough of Pineapple Pete. Sugar Dunkerton and in in the world of professional wrestling, what's your relationship like there now? Is there any chance you take this title to ROH or AEW and and revive some of that energy or no? Um, I don't know. Like the the big thing is, you know, um, like no matter what anybody will say, everybody's got opinions about what is and what happened and why this didn't happen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'll be flat out. I had my six months. There was a time there. Um. The the time had the time had got had reached its end. We moved on to other things. Um, I had a moment there where I had to figure out what the next move was going to be. What what do I want to do? And the thing is, I also figured out. You just said it there. My biggest thing that I ever did was that six months as Pineapple Pete. 
So I had to decide for myself um, in terms of scope. Is this what I'm going to rest my hat on or do I need to hit the pavement and find something else to be able to go ahead and do? Um, I've always been working. I was working before that. I was working after that. This has given me an opportunity to be able to try to create and to foster something where, okay, you might remember me for that, but you're damn sure going to remember me for the work that I'm going to do here. And I'm open to any kind of opportunity that comes my way again. I'm a very different wrestler. I'm a very different person. I'm a very different thought process from when I was at the time. Um, if the conversation comes up where we can do some business, I absolutely love to. It's not like I haven't shot anything out there, but of course, things are things, schedules are schedules, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I remember trying to possibly talk about doing something a little bit, but then they had the shift of dark and all the other stuff had changed and everything to that effect. So I think if something's going to come up, it'll come up when it's supposed to. But right now, I'm just worried about trying to put the most quality catalog together of what I'm doing as me under my name. I think that's what I'm most happy about right now for you, Suge, is you, you you hit the nail on the head there for me, is you have something that you can sink your teeth into and really uh, get people to invest in, right? Which is what I've been waiting to see from you since the Pineapple Pete movement. And I am excited to see what you're going to do with this title. I'm excited to see people getting excited to get in the ring with you. And I'm just excited to see what this ride looks like for you, Suge, because it does feel like the you know the grind the hustle the pounding the pavement that you did after that because you could have just showed up and done pineapple pee you could have gone out there worn the stuff you could have thrown pineapples to the audience and lived the gimmick been the new bastion booger right but you didn't do that you're staying you're staying true to yourself right you're staying true to yourself and you're doing this your way and you're you're bringing people into this ride and you're you're bringing more people along for the ride and that's not really a question it's more of an observation but that's why i really wanted to chat with you because I am excited to see what this this next phase looks like for you because it, it you deserve it, man. Like you had that kind of six months there where you were on top of the world, you got that exposure, but this is your chance to really go out and create this the the identity I think that you've been really working hard to put together the last couple of years. And so again, not a question, more an observation. I'm glad that you that you said and I appreciate it. We've known each other for a long time, so you've seen me in a lot of phases in my career. And I never wanted to be that wrestler that's like, I never wanted to be the type of performer where you ask me 10 years from now what's going on and you see me in a locker room somewhere like, you know, I was in the ring with Chris Jericho, you know, back in there. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. I, I've seen it. I've seen that kind of bit. That's not who I was. It was great. The experience was awesome. Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, um, you know, Dustin Rose for the advice all that other stuff. Thank you so much for everything that you did for me. It was a hell of a learning experience and I appreciate it. I appreciate all the friends that I got to make from it, et cetera, et cetera. But who am I as a performer if I'm not trying to see if I could go that little bit harder? And things got quiet for a little bit when it was all said and done, but that's because I had to get myself together for this next step. And I think people are going to be really excited. Um, I've been talking with the fight committee. That's the, the host um, promotion for this fight, DC. Um, we've been reaching out. We've been talking to some promotions. We've got some irons in the fire. We've got some, um, we got some matches that we want to put together here. We got some matches that we want to put together internationally and things are looking good in terms of how stuff is going to come together. Um, I'm not play pimping when I say a world title, people will throw a world title on something and never use their passport. They'll never even try to try to leave. 
I'm very serious about making sure that not only they see what I'm about, they see what this is about, but they also see what the world is about when it comes to black wrestling. There's black wrestlers that we don't even know about or deserve, have their spotlight yet. And I want to make sure that we are putting our best foot forward as far as our culture and what we do and what you see out there. And I think it's going to be a great time. I agree. Shug, where can people go to find you, follow you, support you, all those great things? Um, at Sugar Dunkerton on Twitter, X, whatever identity crisis is having at the moment. Um, Sugar Dunkerton for show, F-A-S-H-O. That's on Instagram Um, to go ahead and reach out to me. Um, Sugar Dunkerton, bro, at gmail.com. Um, please, any business-related stuff or what, what have you, please send that through or you can DM me on any of those channels. Please support um, Fight DC. I actually got a match tonight, actually, um, at Action Wrestling. Um, hell of a promotion. Love that in Georgia. Um, uh, I want to give a big shout-out to Darius Lockhart. I'll be on his show on December the 1st. Uh, he's coming back into the fold with Ashe Wrestling, where I think that's going to be a really exciting time, and that's going to be headlined by Trisha Dora versus Aja Kong. That's going to be a hell of a show. And when I talk about what our culture looks like, like when you watch a Lucha Libre show, they got a certain kind of flavor. When you watch a Japanese show, they got a certain kind of flavor. Um, I feel like an authentically black black show culturally, it's going to have a different kind of flavor. And I think no matter where you stand on the divide, you're going to love it and you're going to feel it. And I've, I've been told what's happening on that show as a whole. If you can, if you can check it out in Charlotte, you need to be there to see that. 